never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain Never seen a canceled death Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free I promise you a change Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Bigger T, and I'm joined as usual by my man, Big C, Clint Clark. How are you, man? Well, I am fantastic. Um, I tell you what, I would pay good money. And you know me, I'm cheap, and I, I don't want to like I don't spend good money like on concerts and stuff. I don't I don't yeah, go to that. Yeah. Like entertainment, like oh, yeah, I'm not really spend that much money because I can entertain myself. But I would pay good money to see video of you on a pair of rolling skate roller skates. But dude, I was a skating fool back in the day up in Clinton. Yeah, but you've had a few Twinkies and biscuits. Yeah, and no. Oh, things. nowadays my ankles yeah, yeah. would just pop in would, half. Just yeah, my ankles would just. Say, it would my, just be the big seat podcast then. Yeah, uh, it'd be. Yeah, I'd be. Uh, somebody would just have to put a nub up on a desk, and that'd be me. Hashtag deceased. Yeah. That, what was that on uh, In Living Color? They had the head detective. Remember that? <laughs> be the head podcast. Yeah, that's all that'd be left of me because I'd fall apart on a pair of roller skates. <laughs> no, even, you know, it just seems like even now, it, just for me, just thinking about it, you know, I'm a little bit smaller than you, but it just seems like a terrible idea. Man, I took, uh, I took my youth group ice skating this was this was several years ago okay so i was still in a little bit better shape then and uh like of course my you know i wear a size 14 shoe and like the good skates went up to size 13 which were the like the plastic ones yeah that like gave you good support around the ankle and lower leg Mm -hmm. and then when you got to 14 they just gave you like these old school leather ones and dude, yeah, they, they haven't replaced them since like not yeah and and my ankles were like no no sir so i, I think i went around that circle one time and then yeah. just went back and sat down and watched all the other kids you know in fact my youth group played uh red rover on ice yeah that's 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 a wise youth pastor right there letting the kids yeah, play yeah. No, they, red they, rover they're, they're smart to trust their children to you i do <laughs> I do remember being at some youth function and I was at the roller rink and I actually bit through my bottom lip. Ooh, nice. Like, yeah, like it was like, you like, you can see, cause you know, I had they were real buck back in the day. Yeah. I mean, braces and it just, it went all the way through it. And it Ooh. was, it was it, after that, I really didn't care for roller skating much. I'm like, yeah, I could take the best rink. thing about going to a roller rink nowadays is when they're playing old school music. Yeah, yeah, no. Then, then it's like, okay, yeah, because I, I, I did take my youth group to an old school, like, well, the place, the ice skating rink also had a roller skating rink. Right, they're yeah. they're in Little Rock, and so, uh, <clears throat> some of the adults got out there and they were cutting it up, they, and the music was awesome because they were playing like eighties, seventies, and eighties music, and it was it was good. Just getting old is the freaking worst. Like, it is. Like now that I'm thinking about it, like I took my son to a trampoline park a few years back, like three or four years ago. Yeah. And, and so I'm 43, 44, somewhere in there. And, you know, when I do jujitsu, so I'm in fairly decent shape for a big guy. And I freaking, like, I was just bouncing with my son, with my child. And like, I couldn't move the next day. My knee. <laughs> like, I mean, I was in so much freaking pain. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, 
I didn't do anything. And like, you know, even now, like my back was hurting this weekend. You know what I did? I sat in my chair wrong. Yeah. I mean, it'll do it every time. Like, all you kids waiting to grow up. Like, don't, don't. That's right. That's right. You know, you enjoy it while you got it. uh, Oh, you got good is arthritis and yeah. Not being right. able to Sorry. I got, I got, I got a, uh, it's a holy snikes moment. Yeah. You didn't tell me about it. Y'all I didn't tell you about it. Cause I, I I'm really, I think this is one that you're going to go say what? And I think it's going to, I think it's going to bring about some good fodder after we, you hear this I story. May, I may have questions. Let's see. Okay. And you may have heard of it. I don't know. You may have heard this story. Okay. Yeah. So Please. if you have, that's okay. Cause it's still worth talking about. Okay, yeah. Constantino Philippidus. Have you heard of him? No, not familiar. Constantino Philippidus. He goes by Donnie. Donnie. Okay. Okay, Donnie. He's a Toronto firefighter. Uh-huh. And him and a group of his boys went to New York State on a ski trip. Okay. So they're they're in New York State. New York State. You know where that's at, right? Yeah, yeah. Like- yeah, you've been there before. Okay. Been the, so, like up in the mountain areas, you know, skiing. I haven't been up there, but like closer, probably to Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah somewhere up in there. New York City. I yeah, got. You. Yeah. So they're up there skiing, right? Yeah. And he's they're they're like in he's got a partner that's with him. I got a, got a buddy with him, and his mm-hmm. buddy. It's mid afternoon. His buddy is like, "Man, I'm through." And Constantino is like, "Man, I want to go one more time." And he's like, "All right, man, I'll just wait for you." Constantino never comes back. Disappears, okay. Clint. Disappears. Donnie gone. He gone. Donnie. Constantino Filipino Philippidus, whatever his Don. name is. He's gone. Okay. Yeah. They start searching. The search turns into days. Okay. They bring firefighters. Hey, I hear something about this, but I don't remember any of it. They they, they t- bring firefighters down from Toronto. Some of his buddies. Okay. Yeah. Come down. Some of his other buddies work extra time to fill in for those firefighters so they can be away, right? Yeah. They, they don't know where he's at. They can't find him. Yeah. All of a sudden, he shows up. He shows up, Clint. He he's okay. fine, healthy. He's okay. All good. Yeah. Sacramento, California. What? He shows up in Sacramento, California at an airport. He's wearing his ski outfit still. Like he just left the mountain. Yeah. I in heard Sa- this by Sacramento. Okay. He's got a brand new cell phone. A thousand dollars. And he doesn't remember a thing besides he thinks he might have been in a semi truck. I mean, yeah. okay. I, I mean, did they test him to make sure nothing bad happened? I'm, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm not. I, yeah. I haven't heard much of a follow up. But you know where my mind went. Okay, well, go ahead. Your mind may be going the same place. I got it's the hangover where my mind's going. No, my mind's going Walter White. Oh, did you watch Breaking Bad? Yeah, I watched Breaking Bad. Remember when he when he disappeared and he said his uh uh he said it was he had uh, amnesia from his cancer treatments when he was out really out cooking yeah. meth and he got in trouble out in the desert and all that kind of stuff. And so he, he needed something to explain why he was gone. So he just kind of showed up at a gas station, <laughs> a convenience store, butt naked. <laughs> Remember that? Okay. Right. This, is it is Constantino? Is he doing a Walter White? You think he's faking? I, I don't know. I mean, how, I feel do, you, like, how do you end up in? Because I, I feel like you've like you've dropped me in to the. Because here's the problem: you've dropped me into the middle of the sitcom, into yeah. the middle of the drama. I'm in the middle of the yeah. drama. Like, okay, what's what's next? And it's like they've canceled the show. Yeah. Because I, I, I found out before they came on here, they canceled Hills, and I'm salty about it. Oh, yeah, I'm probably spicy, but that's okay. I'm gonna get over it. Like, yeah, but yeah. I need to know what happens. I need follow up on this. Like, what happened? Is he? I I don't know. 
Donnie, he's he got a new cell phone. He's got a thousand bucks cash. Yeah. And his ski outfit still on him. Like he traveled from New York State to Sacramento. Somehow, still like okay, let's say he did hit his head on a tree or something. Yeah, and he he went, you know, I don't know. But see, he, he used to ride with a semi truck. You're gonna show up in truck stops with ski outfit, and people aren't gonna go. What's that dude up to? Because if it had been more than what was it nine days, you said. No, five, I think five or six. Okay, even nine. That's not like if he would have bonked his head and like there had actually been somebody that was hiding from somebody up in the woods and then they would have pulled him in the woods and like nursed him back to health because he had a traumatic brain injury. And like, <laughs> and then like it's like two, three years later, he, he never came back, never yeah. realized who he was. And like, so he just started a new life, started a new family. He's got, he's got a new kid. Yeah. And, you know, but there wasn't enough time for that. No, so no. So I don't think it's that. I don't think he was pulled in the woods, nursed back to health. It has to be. You think he like really wanted his buddies to go to Vegas? Because Vegas is between New York and Sacramento. You think yeah. he really wanted his buddies to go to Vegas? And he did pretty good at the casinos, won a thousand bucks. Got him a burner phone. Listen, but the thing is, I've never like, I've never in my life have been like, hey, you know what, Sal, you know where, you know, you know where it would be a fun vacation spot, Sacramento. Yeah. Like, I mean, just like, how do you end up in Sacramento? I mean, like, of all the places in the world, why, like, why Sacramento? Yeah. Like, and they just, said it looked like he had been wearing the ski outfit the whole time. Like, it didn't look like he had just. Like throwing it back on. Because like, I think he had to be on some sort of trip. There's no think other. He, think he was taking some Aaron Rodgers. Some somebody shipped him something. But man, I don't know. I mean, did he go on a nine day bender? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I know. Follow up on this one, Johnson. We're it's gonna need a crazy a story, isn't it? It is, a, it is a crazy story. Constantino. Hey, if you're out there listening, we want you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you have an open invitation. I mean, Anytime. I mean, I know we normally talk Razorbacks, but I think, man, come yeah, on, we'll, we need we'll talk we, to I'm you. A, this story is too crazy. Yeah, I need. We need to know what happened. We yeah. we need. We need. It. Well, all right. So enough okay. with uh, Philippidus. So I know I know where we're headed, but I do want to bring up one one more thing. Before we get into the sadness, was which was um, the uh, Razorback game. Yeah, um, it could have been much worse. Um, Denver played Miami this weekend, and uh, you know they beat them like bad. What was it, seventy to? I know it's seventy to something. Yeah, seventy to who knows? Yeah, it was... but it, when they've scored seventy, unless you in the NFL, when you give up seventy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then if you're, you're like, man, and like no one had a monster game. That was was crazy. I looked at the stats. Yeah, there 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 wasn't. It's like it's like everybody had a great game, and they just they couldn't. Tua stop. Tua was on my bench in my uh in my in one of my fantasy football leagues. You feel my silly? start my starters, my homes. Yeah, wait, so yeah. I'm not going to start Tua normally. Oh no! no. I was like, man. <laughs> I bet Tua had great stats, and really, he he did a little better, Mahomes, but not much. Yeah, but so they scored seventy points. Did you know Michael McDan McDaniel was a ball boy for the Denver Broncos? Michael McDaniel, or the Mike McDaniel, the coach, the head coach for the uh, Dolphins. Oh, really? He was a ball boy. Nice. With the Broncos. So he grew up they a fan. Must have, huh? They must have mistreated him or something. Yeah. For him to just be like, you know what? Well, I'm but the thing was, like in the first half, Tua threw a perfect game. Yeah. Like he had literally almost a perfect game. Besides yeah. maybe more distance. You know, he could have had more distance on his throws. But other than that, I mean, what was he like 12 for 12? 
Yeah. And something like that. And there's 13 for 13. And just ridiculous. Well, and 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 kudos to the Dolphins because they could have been and it, it had to be tempting. They could have set the scoring record. They were right yeah. there and they chose to take a knee. Yeah. So yeah, you, you know what, you know it had to be in the back of your mind. And yeah, some people would have given you a hard time for it, but I think a lot of people would have understood too. Yeah. Um, so like let my backups play to the end. But yeah, yeah. Um well anyway. back to Death Valley. Yeah. Now, okay, here's the deal. It's disappointing we lost. It is. It's disappointing we lost. However, how many people actually predicted this as a win? And that that was exactly my my thoughts, Travis. Is when we really get into it, I think me, you, Basil, across the board, had it had it as an L for the race. I thought this is going to be the best team we play all year. I still think that may be true. Yeah, and I and I think that it was. I think it's the best team we play all year. Um, I want to be LSU is probably the second best team in the SEC behind Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the fans are mad about it because, okay, we're going to blame everybody's going to grab about the poor clock management. Yeah. By the field goal. The only decision that I think that Sam Pittman made wrong, you've got to call timeouts in those spots because if you don't get the situation figured out, the game's going to get away from you. It yeah. just is what it is. I, yes, I would love to have the timeouts in that situation, calling those timeouts were the right call. Yeah. And I and y'all can be as mad at Pittman about it as you want to. Maybe they should have their stuff together better. It is what it it is what it is. So I don't know. It's you're you're exactly right. I mean, look, you gotta make those timeout calls. Or like you said, you told me on the phone, you're not in the situation where you're tied up at the end of the game if you don't make those timeout calls when you do. Yeah, you, you know, and you're you're right there. You're right. However, I still think the thing that's plaguing this team right now, the the thing that's hurting them most is communication of the new offensive scheme. Yeah. I think that's the biggest struggle they're having. If you remember Andrew Chamley, when he was on last week, uh, he talked about that fourth and one play folks. And we're, we're the only one that got this. No one else in our Razorback media is talking about this. What happened on that play was, as Andrew told us, is that was a miscommunication. That was supposed to be a no play. They were supposed to just get up there, try to draw the other team off sides, either call a timeout or let it let the clock run out and then get and then let the let it go. But there was a miscommunication. That's why our left guard was it Latham at that time? I believe so, yeah. Uh, didn't move. That that's that's your obvious sign that he didn't get that there's some kind of communication off, because a guy that that that's that you know Latham's, yeah he hadn't had the best of season but he's not a terrible player. Look, he didn't move because it wasn't supposed to be a play. It was. It was funny as Pittman has never made that as an excuse. No, he never has. He, he hasn't. I mean, he, just, he hasn't. Pittman, and that's Pittman. one thing I love about the guy. He won't. He won't. He doesn't give excuses. Listen, we, we're we're up. We're still upset about BYU. Yeah, LSU went about as good as it could. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, you played a good game. LSU is a better football team than Arkansas. It is what it is. Our, I, the you you always they the kids played their heart out. Mm-hmm. That that team, if you look out there, you can't. You, there's definitely not a lack of effort. Um, here, here's the thing: LSU is the best team we're going to play all year. I want to break it down to everybody. The SEC is not that good this year. There is not an unwinnable game on the rest of the schedule. No, there, there's just not. Yeah, you played you play the toughest team you're going to play, which is LSU. You could go 10 and two, but then again, it could get away from you. This team needs us. It needs the fans. It needs the fans to be positive. Well, uh, one of the things real quick on uh, 
Go ahead. Another another thing with LSU folks that we need to realize. Daniels was off. He made some bad passes. Now I think he does that regularly sometimes. Yeah. But if he would have connected on some of those, especially early in the game, that he was throwing into the ground instead of giving to his receivers, because he had some receivers open early in the game, and he just missed them. Yeah. This would have been a quite different game. And so, yeah, I I agree. You know, I agree with you totally. This the guys played. And and here's what I here's what I told somebody about it. It's kind of like, you know, you get into a, you know, they finally got in a fight with a real man. Yeah. Right? They got in a fight with a real man and then our Arkansas guys realize they're real men too. Yeah. You know, we've been playing these teams that were not that were not as good as us. Okay? Yeah. And we forgot that we were bigger, stronger and better than them. And I think when we go going down against LSU, we knew they were really good. Yeah. When you saw our offensive line step up. They took a punch because they were going against some stud defensive linemen, some stud yeah. linebackers. And they remembered, hey, I can punch back too. Hey, when I swing, it hurts them. And and they did that. And uh and like you said, folks, uh Well, let's just let's just talk about it, okay? Yep. One of the things that Pittman talked about at his press conference today, uh, if you haven't watched it, go back and watch it on on the YouTube's. But he was asked; he shut down his Twitter account, okay, shut it down, and he was asked, you know, why. And and he was asked in a, in a nice way why, okay, the the, or I, I think. Um, Tom Murphy, I think, asked it. It was a, it was a very good question. Um, and well, uh, everybody's been wondering. It's been it's been talked about. If you've been on Facebook, there they it's been yeah. brought up in a group. Go ahead, yeah. Trap. And he said, "Look," he said, "I had to be, you know, I got to be coach. I got to do all these other things." He said, "And I had to be counselor last week." He said, "I had to counsel my punter." He said, "I had to counsel." Some of my linemen, he said, I had to cancel some of the other players. He said, because the stuff they were seeing on there. He said, you know, you know that. Uh, he he told at the end of the press conference, he told about a conversation he had with Max, the punter, and he said, uh, he said, what kind of stuff were they saying? He told him some of the stuff. He said one of the things was, you know, they're saying we went all the way to Australia to get ten yards a punt or something like that. Yeah. And uh, and Pittman goes, did they say something about my barrel chest? <laughs> he said, did they say something about I? He said, should I have been fired Sunday? And Max was like, yeah, we yeah, have coach. They, they're saying that. He said, yeah. They he said they don't know anything. He said, I'm still here. You're still here. You're all, we're all right. You know. But he went into a whole speech about it. He said, look. He said, people say, well, you're a public figure. You know, you make all this money. He said, that doesn't excuse being disrespectful to people. It doesn't matter how much money they make. He said, someone can hide behind a phone. And and they can hide behind a phone and, and say anything they want to. Yeah. And they can hurt people that can. He said, and he said, we, he said, we have our players. He said, and we're not, every school has to have counseling for them because they have to deal with this stuff so often. He said, it shouldn't be like that. People shouldn't be able to do that. And Clint, I totally agree with him. No, no. Um, Sam, Sam, Sam Pittman is a hundred percent correct on that. You know, it, 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 I'm, it, it, we know this, and you can delete it out of here if you want to. I don't. I don't care. Um, but Jordan Dominic, we had him on the podcast. Great kid, great kid, great young man. If you're a father of a daughter, the type of young man you'd want your daughter to bring home. That was my opinion of Jordan Dominic. Jordan, we changed defensive coordinators. 
sometimes they prefer a player that plays one style over another. And they say, hey, you know what? You're not going to be a fit in this defense. It may be best to find options elsewhere. Mm. And that happened to him. You, everything I saw from from Razorback fans to, about Jordan Dominic was must have got a better money deal somewhere. Must have been a better. Just guy. fans. Randy Rainwater was saying that. You know, but Jordan was a man and never blamed the coaches. No, never blamed the coaches. No, he he, he was he he was heartbroken that it had happened. He understood because that's college football, and I and, and at least to the respect of the Razorback coaches, they were up front with him and said, "Look, you just don't fit the scheme," mm. you know. And it was what and it was what it was. And Jordan's, you know, I mean, he got punched in the mouth this Saturday against Oregon. Yeah, um, but I mean, that's no, just- and 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 I and Clint's exactly right. I I talked to Jordan after he decided to stay with the Hogs. You know, because remember he said I'm staying first. Yeah. And I'd I'd messaged with him a little bit and he was really excited. And I and I told him, I said, man, your I said, your NIL earning potential is gonna go up because you have such a great personality as the fans have gotten to know you already for a year, they're gonna have another year to get to know you. You know, you're gonna be able to do some great things for, for this community. And he said yeah, man, I can't wait. And we talked about how leadership was changing with pool being gone. And some of them, I said, that defense is going to need leadership. And, and, uh, I think you can, you know, be kind of that guy. He said, that's what I want to do. He said, I want to, I want to be a leader. So he was, he was, look, he was super excited about being a Razorback for another year. But like you said, man, I, like, I finally, one tell you on drive time, I finally called in. I said, look, I said, I, I don't want to, you know, bust everything out. But I said, not everybody leaves because of money. I said, sometimes when new coaches coming in, they're changing the scheme. Players are told to leave, you know. And, and uh, you know, they, you know, I, I, and I told him, I said, I just feel bad because I feel like Jordan's name's getting dragged through the mud here. And it wasn't his decision. Well, even Otis Otis Kirk wrote a thing on on Hogville on Facebook. He said, not all these players, some of these players are being asked to leave. Yeah. I mean, they are. You know, that's, that's, um, I mean, but that's college football going forward. It's, it's that they've taken the amateurism out of it. And And look, and look, and and that's the excuse people give, right? Yeah, they say, but, well, these but, players are making money now. They're they're making money. I'm helping pay their salary. Uh, you know, these coaches make all this money. Look, I don't look, I don't care. These are real people, man. I don't give a crap if it's Patrick Mahomes and he's making sixty million dollars a year. That's right. It doesn't excuse it. I mean, it these are real people. I mean, and you and you know what? And if you talk to some of these young men, like me and Travis have got a chance to do, you realize the quality of the individuals that, that they have on that campus and on that football team. You know, you talk to Patrick Kudis, you talk to Andrew Chambly, you talk to Landon Jackson, Chris Poopal, and you realize they're all great men. They're great men. And they're just and they're they're just young men. They're kids, man. They're I mean, they're just they're good guys that are just enjoying their time and playing some football and you know and we know these kids see this stuff because we got we get in touch with them on social media we send them messages on social media and then we hear back from them mm-hmm. and that's how we get them and i you know and i, I you know, always thank them for seeing the message because i go i know most of the message you get are probably negative yeah they, they never say anything really they they never they never they never sell it um if they if they do but yeah it just that's that's the reality, man. These kids are seeing it, and, and there's no no excuse for it. But anyway, on, on to like a little brighter note, though. Travis, did you have a player of the game? Well, you know, I hate to do it, but I got to go with a that gum obvious one. Go ahead. This week, you know, normally we try to pick out one that not everybody's going to be talking about, but this one I got to go with him. 
Luke Haas, man. Yeah. Welcome to the show, baby. No, he, Welcome he, to the show. Look, that pat, that catch he made on the goal line, KJ left him hanging out to dry, dude. He could have got destroyed on that, and yet he still went up and stretched out. Like, that was a dangerous place KJ put him in, okay? I guarantee you KJ apologized to him after that one, okay? Threw it, threw it up high, made him stretch. Kids a stud, but he made that catch, and then the scramble drill, the uh, everything he did, man. He just, I, I know he needs to learn to block a little better, but that's gonna come along. But man, Luke Haas, man, dude, just yeah. welcome to the show. Welcome to the yeah, party. Welcome to the show. You're being yeah. talked about. I mean, that was one of the first people that Jimbo talked about in his press conference today. Um, you know, when he's talking about some of the weapons on offense, yeah. so. You know, hey, man, who do you got for yours? You know, I want to go with the offensive line. I want to go with the offensive line Um, because I thought they played well. Yeah. I thought they ran the ball really, really well. And I think, you know, having KJ back as a threat to run is going to be is going to be huge for this team going forward. But I'm going with Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet because – you you don't realize to you after you've had the B crews for so long as we do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they don't call a lot of SEC games anyway, but to have that as the crew for your game, and they are it's nice, yeah. They're good. They yeah. are really, really good. They they're good at giving equal time to both teams. They knew about both teams, they were very knowledgeable. I know, I know it's an odd one, but we often do odd ones. I just thought the game – you didn't get on Facebook was, to see anybody griping about the announcers. It was pleasant to watch, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pleasant to watch. You know, they, they, they knew their stuff. I was thinking about it. I was like, man, as busy as Herb Street is, yeah. how did he gather so much information? Like he's – I know he's got a team of people that's gathering all that for him. You know, right. he, he's, he's probably got a couple little minions that are – well, and I'm sure people are feeding stuff in his ear, but he, yeah. he he just he regurgitates. He does so good, yeah. Yeah, they, he may have the best producers in the world feeding stuff yeah. in his ear. Uh, I'm sure it's an entire team. If, if that's the case, I mean, the entire ESPN crew did a great job. I thought. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I would. I wish it had been a W for Arkansas, but it was what it was. So at the I end mean, of the game, Clint, do you uh, you let him score? You think that you let was, him score? That, that was the one thing I was going to say I would have done different. I would have told them to drag his butt in the end zone because you're better off giving KJ 45 seconds to score seven points. Go for two if you want to go for the win, but you've got to give KJ the ball with a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, I'm but- kind of I'm kind of like a – I guess I heard Sterner talking this morning or somebody on the radio. It's tough, man, to, to tell your team – let someone score. You know, you're you're trying to get them to stop someone a whole game, and to tell them yeah. to let someone score. That's a that's a hard phrase to say, as a coach, I think. Um, but I see, I see, I see the you know, yeah, maybe you know, yeah, you do that. Um, you know, of course they were you know they were hoping for a stop. They were hoping for a block field goal. Right, open ball out, you know. But you know, and like I said, everybody blames the clock management. You're not in the situation if you don't take it. Yeah, because one of them was like a fourth and long, or like a third and long, and yeah, like they didn't feel they felt like like get the formation right. Yeah, well, you're not you're not in position because you needed that stop. If you don't get that stop, and they obviously were not in position to get the stop, or they wouldn't call timeout. Yeah. Um, so, well, what do you think about the A&M game coming up? Um, A&M, they, they, they had Auburn this week. Um, you don't know who's going to be playing quarterback. Uh, Wagner, Max, huh? Max Johnson, I think. Okay. Well, he wasn't starting. Max came off the bench. Yeah. But I think he's. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it may, cause I know Wigman was their starting quarterback, hurt ankle, but Matt Johnson came in, was on fire. So. Uh, A&M's probably got to feel good about whoever they start. Um, 
Bobby Trino back. Bobby Trino's going to have a good game plan. Mm. Um, you want to hope that Jimbo medals in the in the game plan. Yeah. Um, I mean, AM's a tough, a tough school. I think you go, you go talent alone, um, you know, AM's probably got the edge. I mean, you talk about star rating out there. Yeah. AM's probably gonna have more stars on the field than us. Yeah, yeah. Just just it is what it is. But I think we have KJ and KJ is He's the leader, and I think oh, they're going to they're going to get the Razorbacks' best shot. Um, yeah, I was real pleased with I was real pleased with the offensive line. Um, I thought they played well. I thought, and uh, it was interesting seeing Harris in there a lot at left tackle. Uh, you mean Manuel? Was that Manuel? I thought. Yeah, yeah. I thought no, it was Harris. It's Manuel fifty-one. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Manuel was in there at left tackle quite a bit. He seemed he played well. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't see uh, Chamley didn't seem like he played bad to me, but I know they've been wanting to play them both. Yeah, like I said, I think the, the, the you know saying what they don't want to say out loud is I feel like they think Manuel's the little bit better player. Yeah, but he's been the guy that's been at practice. Yeah, and that's just um, what was it last year? Like I noticed this kind of wonky thing. Like is the Auburn game where like. They had Chambly listed as the second team left tackle all year, and they put Manuel in there first. Yeah. And I, like, if that had been quarterback, everybody had lost their mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I think you, you may, you may see him probably starting going forward. Um, but I think there's still going to be a lot of football to be played for Chambly. Yeah, uh, he can play because he'll probably be the number two guy on whichever tackle goes down. Yeah, but uh, it's a winnable game. It's a win. This is a winnable game, but it's also you got to play a good ball game. It's also good to see Dominion, yeah, uh, do as well as he did. You know, AJ Green didn't do, you know, after having such a good game last game, and everybody was like, why didn't he get more carries? Uh, Dominion came in and really had. Which Dominion to me is the best all around back we got, probably. Um, you know, as far as just being able to do whatever. And um, and so I, I it was good to see him hitting his holes correctly and, and kind of working well with the running game because he seemed kind of out of place the first few games. And yeah. this game he seemed a lot more comfortable. Yeah. And I thought Limmer played. I mean, Kurt Erfstrake did couldn't say enough good things about Limmer. Yeah. Um, you know, he did. He played real well. Yeah. And had a great game in center. So, yeah. And our receivers, man, they Armstrong, Bolden, Bolden came out. I don't know. He, he's another one that could have been up for player of the game as far as just kind of a coming out party, you know, that, that catch in the back of the end zone. And uh, they went to him right off the bat, you know, six, seven guy like that making plays. It's got to make you feel good. Uh, Tesla still had some great plays too, but um, well, I really think you saw the offense kind of wake up. Yeah, you know, it, it just it seemed like the last two games, just KJ had uh, the BYU game and the um, um, Kent State game. KJ just hasn't seemed like KJ. Yeah, and he seemed more like KJ. Yeah, he did. I I don't. He know sure did. Yeah, he sure he seemed like I mean it seemed like that that's KJ Jefferson. That's our quarterback, who is now officially tied with Mac Jones for most touchdowns responsible for wow. in a back career. So his next touchdown, he'll pass him. Um nice. Yeah, he's gonna set a lot of records. He's gonna set a lot of records. I'll tell you too, Clint, another one that I thought about for my player of the game, uh, that I'm just really enjoying is our new defensive coordinator. Yeah. Williams is a great coach. <laughs> I like yeah. the way he calls the defense. Uh I like the way he mixes it up. Um I think at times this game I wish he would have been a little more aggressive, but I understand why he didn't because they had some stud receivers that he was worried about getting past our guys 
Yeah, there's a piece of me like maybe we should drop more ad and courage and coverage. Um, I see what you're saying, but to me, I'd like I'd like to see us get a little bit more pressure with just four. Sometimes yeah. that that's the one thing I'd like to see us improve on on defense is like that was one of them games. It'd been nice to have seven in coverage, yeah. and to see if Landon Jackson can get there. Yeah, uh, but that that um. Cole Kubiak, I always like to read his takes on the game. He was real complimentary of our defensive end is Jeff Coat and um, Landon Jackson. Also spoke very highly of Cam Ball. Yeah. Except it was a handful. Yeah. Yep. Uh, lots of positives, man. You know, there's, there's a bunch of people are just talking about the negatives, but there was a lot of positives from this game. If you a lot win, of guys stepped up. If you have not lost to BYU – this is guys. BYU's two weeks ago. You gotta let it go. This game went about how we all thought it was gonna go. Yeah. Um. You you hope you catch a break, but you don't. No, so, I had uh, some buddies of mine that I'm in a text group with. They asked about you know like everybody's score predictions. Mine was 27-24. I thought it'd be a three point game LSU. Yeah. So this was it actually worked out about like I thought it was. A few more points than I thought it would be, but that was other than that. Um, now I'll tell you one thing that's kind of interesting is they're really sticking, especially this last game to the main starters at linebacker. I don't think Greer got to play much. I don't think some of the other guys got to play much. I think it was just mainly, uh, was it Pooh and Thomas? Was Thomas the other starter? Oh, no, you're right. Gene Thomas. Anyway, whoever it is. Whoever the other starter is, they were the main ones that played. Um, the other ones didn't get didn't get in as much. So uh, that's that's kind of interesting uh, that we're not seeing because I I really expected Greer to get a lot of playing time and uh, and I think that's what you've seen now that we got the SEC play like there's there's not the backups ain't gonna play as much. Yeah, you know they're just they're 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 not. It's gonna be. Here, here's our guys. And sometimes that's going to be aggravating because I think everyone's been like, where's the tango? Where's the tango? Where's the tango? Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm like, man, you got to feel bad. I mean, I feel bad for Bryce Stevens too because Bryce was at least returning punts and stuff last year. Yeah. Now I, I don't even – I would – I'd hate to see his participation on the participation chart. Yeah. It just – but yeah. that's, you know, sometimes – it just it bees that way sometimes. How about another punter getting a, a fake? Yeah, Max Holder. Yeah. Max Fletcher, Fletcher got a pretty good run there. He was pretty pumped. Uh, maybe he might have got some good social media after that one. But uh, yeah, yeah, hope so. Hope yeah, so. Sure. Well, Clint, they're going to head down to Jerry's World. Yeah, neutral land, neutral spot. And uh, hopefully it'll be a be a big W for the Razorbacks. Uh, it, it's it's a winnable game, dude. And I've told somebody this. I said even in the Chad Morris years, and we've all tried to forget about those. Yeah, the A and M Arkansas game was always tight. Yeah, yeah. It's always been a tight game. Now part of that I think was the way that Jimbo calls a game. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see um what happens. I don't think either one of them is gonna outclass class another one. Um it's gonna come down to the breaks. Yeah. Um, fortunately for Arkansas, you're not gonna have 107,000 screaming drunk Cajuns there. Yeah. So it won't be it won't be as loud, but it'll be it'll be a 50-50 crowd. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be interesting what happens. Um, I think, I think I picked. I, I can't remember if I picked it. I don't remember if I picked A um, and M or Arkansas. Um, I'd probably, I'd probably, I want to pick Arkansas. I really do, but it seems like we always find a way to just fumble this one away. I picked Arkansas in this one mainly because um, I, I think they're gonna want to. I think they're going to really want to win this one. I yeah. think after the way it ended last year, um, I think they're going to want to 
we're going to want to make it right. So uh, uh, I'm hoping that's that's what will happen. Uh, so, so I don't know about this when it's a coin flip to me. Um, I, I do think um, – I think Vegas has got A&M favored by six and a half. That seems high to me. I think this is going to be a three- or four-point game. It's, it's going to come down to a kick. Think so? Yes, I really do. So I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm trying not to pick a winner because I don't want to pick A&M and I also don't want to pick Arkansas. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't want to jinx it and I don't want to be not be a homer. So yeah, I'm not going to pick. I'm just saying it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I, I think. I think that's. I feel the same way with you, but I, I do. I do think Arkansas will win. Yeah. Uh, part of that's my homer heart. My yeah, lovely homer okay. heart. And for sure. There's nothing wrong with being a homer. Yeah. At all. But, um, yeah. You know, and me and you had this conversation, you know, and I said earlier in the podcast, like, I just, the SEC is just not that good this year. Yeah. Just not. Like, Georgia's probably the best team in college football, but they not look just fantastic. Um, so, this you have to you you've looked you've watched four weeks of college football. So if the from what you've seen, who would you pick as the best team in football right now? It's gonna hurt me to say it. I think we're thinking the exact same thing, and and it pains me too. I think Texas. I do too. I, I do too. Um, now that that uh that win at Alabama is not looking as good as it once did. No, but it's still good. It's still good. No, you know that's still not still really good. That that, that was not and, easy. But. And 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 they're just and that quarterback is yeah. When when you got Arch Manning on the bench and not and no one is clamoring for him at all. You know, there's hushed tones. Yeah, that that's know. hard to keep. That's hard to keep Arch Manning over there and people not. Yeah, being, especially so, with fans the way they are. I mean, all it takes is a guy missing a couple passes, and yeah, you know, all of a sudden people would say, start saying, "Hey, why ain't Arch playing? He's number one recruit." You know, Xavier Applewhite won a national championship at Texas. Yeah. And literally, the fans wanted him benched for Chris Sims. Yeah, yeah. I mean that—that's. I mean, it's hard to keep, you know, because Chris Sims, Phil Sims' son, everybody, you know. Yeah, yeah. Was you know five? I think five, probably five star recruit. You know, everybody. Yeah. So everybody, I mean, but that's that's fans. When you've got a name like that on the bench, when you have the when you have a big time quarterback recruit, everybody. Is gonna want you bench so he comes in. Yeah. The only time it really happened in Arkansas was Mitch Mustaine, and we remember how that worked out. That's right. I mean, second game in, like you're starting. Yeah. And then, you know, we that that's the we ain't got to get in that conversation. No, no. You know, definitely well, not getting that. Yeah, but, for but, sure. But that, that's just the thing is, whenever you have a big time recruit, keeping that guy on the bench is a hard thing to do. Yeah. Because, I mean, you remember Chris Leak, Tim Tebow? It just. Yeah. Well, folks, if you get a chance, uh, another thing you need to check out on the YouTubes is the uh, Touchdown Club from Little Rock today. Uh, David Basil, our friend, Clint's best friend. Friend of the program. Friend of the program. uh, Brought in Peyton Hillis. And this is only the second time Peyton's shared his story about the the rescue of his kid and, and uh all that and and so it's a it was and it, it was it was just neat it was a good interview um he talked a little bit about his cleveland days and and about the you know being on madden cover and all that yeah. kind of stuff so uh if you get a chance check that out um it was a bezel did a good job with that and it was a quality deal i think they got jim mcmahon coming in next week so yeah that should be exciting well jim will be bragging about that byu win probably that's right yeah (laughs) yeah he will well folks thank you for joining us this week uh listen 
Root on those hogs. Don't big. attack the players. If you start thinking about doing that, man, let us know. We'll come slap you in the face. Okay. Cause Here you go. Uh, stay away from that. Especially personal smoke. attacks. If you want to gripe about coaching decisions or something like that, you can do that. But if you want to gripe, if you want to gripe, call us. We'll give you Robert Branscombe's cell phone number. <laughs> sure. But uh, we we don't want to, uh, you know. This, these are real people, man, and they and they're they're people that uh, they deal with some tough stuff. So a lot of pressure. So let's uh, let's think about that. Let's be real fans, you know. And you know, there's a there's a little deal that's hanging up in some of the classrooms I work in, Clint. It's called the Golden Rule. It comes from the Bible, of course, but it's. It's yep. been used in classrooms since we were kids, too. It's just a good rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Okay. If you wouldn't want your kid talked about on social media and lamb blasted and talked personal attacks against, then don't do it to somebody else's kid or somebody else's dad or somebody else's mom or whoever else. Okay. Who cares how much money they make? Who cares anything else? Remember that golden rule. It's a good, it's a good lesson. Good lesson. Anyway, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Check us out on Apple, Google, Amazon, any of those places. Clint, what are you looking for? What are you looking for, huh? I'm trying to hide from you. Okay. It's working. You can't theming. Peace out, everybody. Peace, everybody. Sweat. One. Filthy. Dirt. When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no more than I hurt Cry in your kingdom come Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change These prayers breaking up hard rocks So I can sow the seed In a Got me on my knees. Then the 